This is the Breakfast Leadership Podcast. Boundaries or burnout, you make the choice. Here's your host, Michael Levitt. Welcome back. I've got Carly Myers of the Stressless Company. Hi, Carly. How are you? Hey, I'm great. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. Stress less. And I know we talked a bit about this in the pre-show. You know, why in the world do you think we need to stress less? <laughs> I say that tongue in cheek, but um, what, what made you decide to launch an organization to help people literally do what the name of the company says? Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Well, I mean, we could start with, you know, the simple answer, which is, if we've heard like all of the side effects that stress causes, right? The irritability, anxiety, depression, it could be um, all the physical symptoms, heart attacks, strokes, cardiovascular disease. But uh, you know, that's one reason. But for me personally, I actually got into this line of work because of a childhood trauma, something that happened to me when I was a kid. And for about 10 years, I struggled. I struggled with uh, the symptoms of PTSD, with jumpiness, with overwhelm, I mean, you name it. And I started this company because as I was going through that, I kept hearing the same mainstream approaches to stress management over and over again. Um, We hear therapy, we hear meditation, we hear yoga, we hear working out, and there are a few other ones that that are in there. And what I found for me was that while some of these things worked a little bit or they worked Uh, they may even work a lot more. They never got me over the hump. And so I felt like I was stuck for about 10 years until I found the thing that worked for me. And so upon realizing that there was no one size fits all, I was, I, I spent, I gotta be honest. I spent a few years being quite angry. I was like, why isn't anybody talking about this? Uh, And then I realized that I'm the one that has to be talking about it. And so the stressless company came about. I can relate when it comes to the why isn't anybody doing anything about this. And that's why I launched my business to talk about burnout uh, many years ago, because I was seeing all these people just walking around like zombies burned out, not enjoying life. You know, I had my own burnout journey back in 2009 and 10. And after recovering from that and coming out of that experience better than what I was before, I knew that you know people could actually be better uh, than they are, and no one was really doing anything about it. So it's like, okay, I got to bring awareness to this, and you know now we're starting to see it talked about a little bit more, but it's still talk because mm-hmm. we're not. I'm you know I, I of course I look at and I'm sure you do too. You know I look at all the news articles and posts that are on the variety of news sources, whether it's Inc. or Forbes or Thrive Global or you name it, you know, it's being talked about, which is good. It, it, awareness helps when people are talking about it. But, you know, it's been a few years now and we're still talking about it. Mm-hmm. So we're not making any headway, even with the World Health Organization, you know, identifying, you know, burnout as a, uh, uh, I forget what the, um, something phenomenon, I always forget what they called it, but basically they didn't classified as a disease yet but it's getting closer to that and uh, having worked in healthcare for a long time I would agree that you know maybe classifying it as a disease may not be exactly what they need to do but there needs to be a lot more awareness when it comes to dealing with stress and as you you said there's so many 
direct and indirect issues with it that um, if unaddressed, it can really create huge, huge problems for people. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it makes me think about, you know, I've spoken to hundreds and hundreds of people about their experiences with stress. And right now, what, what a lot of healthcare professionals are finding is that, and even individuals, we're finding that we're checking ourselves into the hospital, we're going to urgent care, we're visiting our doctors because maybe we can't breathe, maybe we feel like we're having a heart attack, only to be told by the nurse, by the doctor, by whoever, that maybe we should take more bubble baths or maybe we should relax a little. Maybe we should take that metaphorical chill pill because we're actually just having panic attacks or we're actually just feeling anxiety. And I think that we need to, you know, that's one of the reasons I started this stress love company is because again, it is all talk. Oh, it's, it's almost like uh, there's this great meme that says like never in the history of calming down has someone calmed down from being told to calm down. Like, uh, but that's what's happening in our, in our healthcare system and in our, even in our close relationships, we're saying, Oh, just take a chill pill. I'll just calm down. But we're all on the other side of that saying, okay, great. But how, or on the other side of hearing yoga, exercise, all these mainstream approaches and feeling like, Oh, I tried these things and they don't work for me. And again, how, how do I, how do I calm down? How do I get out of burnout? How do I stress less? I don't know. And so we feel stuck. Yeah. Yeah. All the tips of getting better sleep, taking care of themselves, taking vacations and all of those things. Yeah. They're, they're great. But again, jumping on the healthcare thing, it's a band-aid approach. It mm-hmm. doesn't address, you know, why you ended up burned out in the first place. Okay. Why weren't you sleeping well? Why weren't you eating well? Why were you stressing out over situations that, from another point of view, didn't seem like as big of a situation as that person made it out to be. There's all these things, and it boils down to often of whether it's behavioral choices or past experience or unhealed trauma or all kinds of different things that make it happen. And I think that's why it can be frustrating to some to try to address it because you know, it's addressing things that are going on in our heads and a broken bone in your hand or your foot or your leg, you can put a cast on it or, you know, a cut or a bruise, you know, you can address it because those are things that are seen and can physically be treated where, you know, things that are going inside of our brains, we're, we're still trying to figure out how that thing works. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, yeah. it's fairly, and I know for my own personal story, um, mine works sometimes, not all the time, but it does, you know, I can navigate life basically, but sometimes it doesn't work as well as I would like it to, but I'm still figuring out my own brain, much less anybody else's. But so, you know, we talk about this and they, and people are struggling with the how. So what are some things that you do to help these people figure out that how? Yeah. And you know what? I do want to say just like a little note about like getting enough sleep, eating right, uh, exercising, all of that. Like we already know that we don't need anybody to tell us to do that at this point in our lives. Like we made it to adulthood. <laughs> we don't need anybody to tell us, but you know, in terms of like how, like the how and how to, how to reduce stress, I do want to just back up a little bit and, and share more specifically my story, because I think it's, I think it's really important to understand where I come from. So when I mentioned a childhood trauma earlier, so when I was about 12 years old, um, a man was murdered in my home and my mom was shot three times. 
Now, my mom, she was shot point blank in the head through her arm in her L5 and her spine. She was not supposed to survive. She was in the hospital. She was put in medically induced coma. Uh, and my family was in turmoil, as you can probably imagine. So going through that, I struggled for a really long time, again, with the PTSD, with stress, with overwhelm, you name it. And I kept getting those, those mainstream approaches. And so I got really frustrated and I spent about 10 years of my life, first of all, struggling, but also 10 years of my life exploring the how, trying to figure out. Because for me, one of the biggest symptoms that I had after experiencing that level of stress and trauma and whatnot was night terrors. And I remember waking up one day, crying, shaking, just completely overwhelmed. And I thank goodness I had a great boyfriend in high school. I call him up and I just tell him, I need, I need you here and I need you here now. And the knight in shining armor that he was, he, he rushes over to my house. And I remember sitting in the stairwell and looking at him crying and shaking and saying, if this is what sleep is, I never want to sleep again. So this is the kind of desperation that I was feeling when I was exploring, like I needed a solution and none of these other mainstream approaches were working for me. So one of the first things that I recommend is to explore. Now, what I'm not going to recommend is that you spend 10 years of your life struggling with burnout, with stress, with overwhelm, even PTSD or other mental health concerns without you know, like just exploring, don't waste our time. But I figured out a simplified solution to get us started on the right track. So the first thing that I recommend in terms of exploring is to just get out your notebook and write a list of at least 100 things that you love doing, being, having, seeing people that you love spending time with. Um, And this list can be anything like it could be drinking that glass of wine. It can be going on a walk. It can be playing with your dog. It can be formatting a cell spreadsheet if that's what you're into. Um, It literally can be anything. And then once you have that list, you're going to ask yourself two questions. The first question is, if I did this item on this list, if I did this item every single time I was stressed out, would it be healthy? So if I drank a glass of wine every single time I was stressed out, would it be healthy? No. Now, if I ate cookie dough, cookie dough is my favorite dessert snack thing that you're not supposed to eat, right? If I ate cookie dough every single time I was stressed out, would it be healthy? No, I'd end up in the hospital probably with food poisoning. You just broke my heart there. What eating cookie dough isn't healthy? That I, this is not you. That that's a spoiler alert, people. You got to warn me on that because yeah, I, I'm I'm part of Team Cookie Dough as well. So Team Cookie Dough. I I have to tell you though the um the prepackaged the kind with no eggs that is safe to eat have saved my life. But you know I don't eat that every time I'm stressed out because I know that too much sugar is not going to serve my body. I'm going to end up with a crash. The second question that I'm going to ask myself when I'm going through this list is, does this item fit within my resources? Does it fit into my financial resources? Does it fit into my time resources? Does it fit into the overall structure of my life? Right? So we might have Hawaii as a great stress, like a great thing to explore on our list, but if we're broke, that trip to Hawaii isn't happening. So it's not going to help us reduce stress. Now, Going through, and if it doesn't fit into your resources, cross that out from your list. 
And then from there, what you have left are healthy ways in which to cope with your stress. Again, this is this is the first step that I would recommend. Start exploring, start taking action on the things on that list that are left that are most exciting to you. Now, here's what I call this thing, the, the, the items on this list. I call this creative stress reduction. Now, creative stress reduction is anything that gets us out of fight or flight mode and into a state of play. Anything that gets us out of fight or flight or fl fight or flight mode or into a state of flow, a state of play. And the purpose of this, of doing one of these items, of you know playing with your dog, going on that hike, doing whatever that thing is, is for you to be able to get out of that fight or flight, but think clearly and strategically when you're not in fight or flight about what you need to do to get to the root of your stress. So for instance, let's say I lose my job uh, or I lose an important client and I am overwhelmed, I am stressed out and I am spiraling. I have that list. I go to that list. I find the thing that, that really brings the most joy, helps me get into a state of play. I do that thing. I come out. I'm in rest and digest mode. I'm able to think clear. Now I'm able to go back to that problem, that stress trigger, and I'm able to say, okay, I lost my job. What am I going to do about it? And we're going to think clearly. So if we don't do that creative stress reduction, if we don't reduce stress, if we don't step out of fight or flight, what happens is, is we go in the spiral. The stress spiral is, I'm sure you've, you've heard of this uh, or experienced this as well. You know, the brain just goes out of control. You lose your job. What am I going to do about the money? What are my parents going to think? What is my husband or wife going to think? What are they going to, what's going to happen here? And you just keep going and you spiral out of control. But what happens when we take that moment, we do that creative stress reduction, we step out of fight or flight and into a state of play, into a state of, of calm, whatever that beautiful state of mind is for you, you're able to sit and say, okay, I experienced this trigger. How am I going to make that money? Answer the question. What are my parents going to think? Does it really matter? <laughs> what is my husband or wife going to think? They've been here for 10, 15 years. It's all good, right? And you're able to start answering those questions and creating a strategy to address that stress trigger more efficiently rather than from a place of fear. I love that list. And I think because I do a similar exercise with people I work with and basically I, you know, I have them list things that they really enjoy doing. And then um, I have them write down the last time they did it because mm -hmm. I find that people that are burned out stop doing things that they enjoy. Yeah. And I have them pull out their calendar, whatever paper or electronic and pick a couple things on the list that they can do in the next couple weeks. And I tell them book an appointment to do it and treat it as if it's a meeting with your boss because yeah, we often just kick to the curb things that are preserving and self-care for our own self um, because we're quote unquote too busy doing everything else. And uh, I, I love your, um, you know, this creative stress reduction tool because again, what it does is it gets, it's realistic, you know, yes, the Hawaiian vacation may not be in the cards for you right now, especially if you are unemployed. Um, it's, although, I mean, I say this tongue in cheek, but if you were going to lose everything, kind of like I did in my life, you know, a decade ago, um, Hawaii probably would have been a good place to get to before you lose everything. Is it's like, well, I've lost everything, but at least I'm in a warm place. <laughs> you know, but I say that tongue in cheek and I'm not making light of people that are in that situation. I came 
you know, really close to being in that kind of boat. And thankfully I didn't. Um, but, but I, one of the things that helped me, you know, I didn't have obviously this exercise, but something similar to it going, okay, what can I do today? And what can I focus on now? And, have that clarity because, you know, when people are stressed, clarity is miles and miles away. They, they can't, they can't even make simple decisions because, you know, all of the, you know, the fears or traumas or just their, their mind is so clouded that they can't even decide what they want to eat, much less anything else. So this is a wonderful, wonderful exercise. And, um, and sharing your, your your journey too, I think, is crucial because it gives people an understanding of you know why you chose to go down this road and and launch this organization and do the work that you do because you know that's some tough stuff to go through. You know, it's something you wouldn't want anybody to have to experience. And you know, obviously, I'm thankful that. Uh, your mom was able to survive that and that you were able to recover from that because unfortunately a lot of people that see things like that can't break through and, and, and get past those things. And it, um, it, it impacts their lives uh, forever. And, and unfortunately in many ways, a, a negative way. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, sometimes uh, I, I go around uh, the U S speaking and oftentimes I'll get, you know, every once in a while, I'll get one person that comes up to me at the end of a speaking engagement and they'll say to me, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that that happened to you. And I, I have to chuckle a little bit and look them, you know, look, I look them dead in the eyes. And I, I say to them, I'm not, I'm not sorry for one minute. Yes. Someone died and that is horrific and horrible. And yes, there was trauma, but I have to tell you that my mother is better for it that I'm better for it, that my family is better for it. And if it weren't for that, I would not be traveling around speaking, sharing this message. And there would be so many more people who are struggling, who feel like they want to give up that don't get, that aren't able to receive this message. So when I hear that, I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm sorry. I'm not like it. If that wouldn't have happened to me, I would not be here. And I wouldn't have able, wouldn't been able to learn one of the biggest spiritual lessons I needed to learn in my life. Um, so I wanted to, to share that. And I, I really thank you for giving me the platform to share, you know, these different, this different way or this different approach to managing stress so that when, you know, some of your listeners, if they feel like they have tried everything, that the reality is, is that we haven't, it's, there is no one size fits all. And, and at the end of the day, we're not alone. You're not alone that's important for people to understand. And whenever I encounter anybody that's gone through any type of trauma or loss or experience that's impacting them in a way that, you know, they're not overly happy about, you know, the encouragement in, in, in listening to them and, and letting them know that they aren't alone uh, in this. There are, uh, even though everyone's situation is different, there are some commonalities that come into play uh, with people that have experienced certain types of trauma or loss. And, you know, why I share my story and how, why you share yours mm -hmm. again is, you know, there's similarities when it comes to being thankful for it happening. Mm 
And and I think that really throws people off when we say something like that. (laughs) Like we're they're crazy. (laughs) Yeah. They, they, they do the, you know, if you have a dog, the dog, how it kind of tilts its head a little bit in confusion, like, "Hmm?" and it's the same, same thing. It's like, what do you, what? So you're thankful. I say, I am. Yeah. Because I, I would not be who I am today. I certainly wouldn't be on a stage. I certainly wouldn't have a podcast show. I certainly have published books or anything else that I've done. I'm thankful for all those experiences. Uh, I wouldn't have done any of those because it wasn't in my wheelhouse to even have a desire to do any of those things, Mm -hmm. you know, a decade ago. I was like, now write a book for what? You know, it's like, (laughs) unless it's an assignment for a university or something. Okay. But no, I, I don't, I don't have time to do that. I'm working and doing all these other things, but Sometimes life has other plans and they go, okay, well, now we're going to have you do this and here, here we are. And so I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled that, that you're out there doing these things and talking. So, you know, that's obviously you know, one experience that you encounter is people coming up to you occasionally and being so remorseful for your loss, which, you know, it's coming from a, a, a good place. Way. Exactly, exactly. But, you know, what are some other common things that people approach you about when it comes to a stressing less and things like that? What, what's some common things that you're saying uh, when you're dealing with these people? You know, I, I've been finding that we are, we're living in a society where busy is the new status symbol. Um, you know, you go up, somebody comes up to you and they ask you how you are. And most of us say busy. And then we pause and then we say, but good, right? Busy, but good. Um, and so what I've been encountering a lot lately is that busy because busy is the new status symbol we've gotten to a place where we suppress our emotions we have to pick ourselves up by the bootstraps and we just go through life not experiencing so i will go and i'll speak and i'll educate about how stress shows up you know talking about irritability snapping at our partners missing important details at work you know three o'clock rolling around and having no motivation left hitting snooze five times every morning because you don't want to get up to work talking about how stress really manifests and you know i found that a lot of us don't know that we're stressed a lot of us don't even know that we're burnt out we're so deep into fight or flight we're so deep into pick ourselves up by the bootstraps i got appointments to make i got things to do i got people to meet that we don't even know that we're stressed out. And so oftentimes when people come up to me, they'll share like, holy crap, I'm stressed. I had no idea. That's terrifying. And so one of the, one of the exercises that I, I would recommend in this context is if we feel like we're, we don't even, we've kind of disconnected with our emotions is to go to a mirror in your home in, in, to a mirror in a safe space and look yourself dead in the eyes. And I always, I always chuckle at this exercise because it is unconventional, but look yourself in the mirror, look yourself directly in the eyes and say something not so nice about yourself, something that triggers you, something that doesn't feel good. So let's say I have issues about my financial situation. It bothers me. I might go to that mirror and I'm going to look myself in the eyes and say, you're horrible at money. You don't know what you're doing and you're never, you're never going to have it. It's never going to be there for you. And the point of this exercise is not to beat ourselves up, but the point of the exercise is to get very clear on how stress and emotions like negative emotions shows up in the body. So when I personally do an exercise where I say something not so nice about myself, I feel stress in my body in like a welling behind my eyes. I'm not crying, but I feel as if I, as, as if, 
if this continues, I might. I feel a clenching in my gut and I might even feel something in my throat. This is my body signaling me that I'm stressed, that I'm overwhelmed, that I'm feeling a negative emotion, but I may not psychologically be feeling it. That's one of the, one of the most common things that I'm hearing is that we don't know when we're feeling stressed. We don't know until we have a blow up or a breakdown. So getting in, in tune with how your body is communicating with you that you're stressed is going to be really, really important, a really great tool for you to catch it before it becomes something bigger, before you're, you end up in burnout, where you're ending, ending up with the doctor's office, before you're ending up having to take off work, whatever, really staying on top of that. You know, after my cardiac event that I had well, about 11 years ago now, you know, my doctor told me, so you're going to be more in tune with your body than you've ever been in your life. And he was completely true. And I, I took it you know, steps further and you know, journaling is something that I love doing. And, you know, one of the things that I do is, you know, I keep track of my energy levels and how I'm feeling, even if it's like I have, you know, tension in my shoulder or something like that. I'm like, okay, well, dig deeper and go, why would I have tension in my shoulder? Did I stretch something? Did I pick up something that was heavier than I normally lift? Did, Did I reach for something awkward? Was I not sitting at an ergonomic friendly station typing too much? You know, what, try to dig back so you can see one, so you can get ahead of it, but two, just to see if there's patterns and rhythms because yeah. looking at a journal or a diary, which is what, you know, they more or less kind of are. Uh, when you look back over a period of time, you can notice themes and trends, especially if you keep track of your energy levels, your moods and things like that, because you can pinpoint, okay, this is a tough period. Okay. Why is the last couple of months rough or, you know, why was January so difficult for people? What, you know, what was going on that, you know, created all of these things. And, and from there you can do the work and say, okay, what can I do myself on how I react to those things, how I feel them? You know, do I need to look in the mirror and start, you know, saying the things like you gave in the example to start feeling where this bothers me. So when I have that sensation again, because something else is happening that's external that I'm not saying to me, but somebody else is or an experience, then I can be in tune with it and go, okay, I'm feeling tightness in my chest after dealing with this particular boss or this client or friend, family member, whatever. And once you know that, then you can go, okay, what do I need to do myself so that doesn't happen? And the answers are in the work, you know, to figure out, well, what do I need to do in this situation? But if you're not aware of that, then you're just going to be breezing by it and it'll just continue. And you're like, why am I stressed all the time when I'm dealing with these people? Exactly. That's when it becomes chronic, when we aren't aware that, Mm -hmm. that stress is affecting us. 100%. 100%. Exactly. So if you had one bit of advice, I know there's like 18,000 mm-hmm. pieces of advice you can get, but it, for someone that's stressed right now, what, what is the like one piece of advice that you would give them to like start down the journey of you know, not being stressed and living that stress-free or reduced stress life? There's always stress in life that comes up, but you know, that reduced stress life, what's, what's one piece of advice you'd like to share? I would say absolutely get that journal out, make that list, 
do that process of elimination and start exploring ways to get yourself out of fight or flight. Cause that is the, that's going to be the difference between you getting to the root of your stress triggers in a clear state of mind and you creating chronic stress. So create, figure out the creative stress reduction techniques that work for you would be my most important takeaway from today. That's awesome. And I'll definitely mention that in the show notes and uh, again, appreciate your time today and you know, where can people find out more about you and this awesome work that you're doing? Okay. Yeah. So you can find us at thestresslessco.com um, and everywhere on social at thestresslessco. And for those of you who are interested, we just launched a brand spanking new online course that can help you work through almost all of the things that we talked about on the podcast today and take it a step further. So if you're interested in finding out more about that online course called the Stressless Masterclass, you can go to thestresslessco.teachable.com. Awesome. And I'll definitely have that in the show notes because I think everybody can benefit from learning some stress reduction techniques. Uh, and even, you know, if it reduces their stress by 10%, you know, the, the ripple effect that will have in a positive way on their life is just amazing. So thank you so much for, for being you and for this work that you're doing. It's, it's crucial that uh, you're out there doing this stuff because so many people need it. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, it's Michael again. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I really appreciate it. If you're like many people, you're dealing with some significant stress and possibly approaching burnout. I know how you feel. In 2009, my burnout led to a year of worst case scenarios. I do not want that to happen to you. If you go to breakfastleadership.com, you can register for a free webinar on burnout prevention, as well as get as a free checklist to have successful mornings. Start off each day the right way. Again, that's at breakfastleadership.com. Also, since you are a loyal podcast listener, I'm asking you to like, rate, and review my podcast on iTunes. I look at all the reviews and appreciate your comments, and it helps other potential listeners discover the content I have on the show. I appreciate you, and thanks again for listening.